everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Queer Bean. This is Alicia. And this is Christina. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> you said to be enthusiastic and then you laugh at me. <laughs> you are setting me up for failure. That's going to be episode three. <laughs> How to deal with failure. Hey everybody, so this is Alicia, this is episode two of The Queer Bean, and we've been trying to figure out how to enter into this episode for approximately four minutes and eight seconds, so I decided to go with this. Hey, welcome. Hey. (laughs) We're just just gonna jump right into it. And this week we are going to be talking about overwhelm and its impact on the creative process. Yikes. Christina, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. Well, how about this? Have you dealt with overwhelm this week Jeez. at all? Jeez. Oh, this week, yes. Today? <laughs> I definitely today. Um, it's I feel like being a creative person, typically you work a side job. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Hopefully someone can relate. And so here you have your passion, and then you have your side job and then you have you know self-care and your social life and your romantic life and eventually all of those lives want attention all at once while you're trying to you know take over the world and start a queer empire so it's really hard it's a balance yeah overwhelm it is a balance one that i have not um (laughs) figured out yet um i mean just this past week i think it was i think it was sunday I just had like this huge sense of overwhelm just take over. I guess that's yeah. why they call it overwhelm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just have so many things to do. Like you said, empire building is hard and yeah. it requires a lot of time. And oh, when yeah. you, especially when you're working, you know, so that you can like not be a starving artist or a right, homeless right. artist. I know some people are really into that whole starving artist thing. <laughs> that is not my None jam. None of them are artists. <laughs> that is not it's my people jam. on the outside. Like, yeah, you should starve for your career. No, no. pay me. I like, you know, eating and health insurance and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. like it's just a lot it's there's a lot to do you know so this week or last week rather i decided to rebrand my entire business because that's what you do when you're overwhelmed <laughs> you start from scratch you don't all have over enough because <laughs> you don't have enough had a little right? more <laughs> right so i decided to just rebrand because i felt like what i doing wasn't necessarily what i was doing wasn't necessarily authentic um, to mm-hmm. the goal, right? And the goal right. is just creating as much queer content as possible that focuses on queer women of color specifically. And uh, a lot of what I was doing was, I guess, putting the, the cart before the horse, if you will. Mm. And I was talking to my business coach and she's like, you know, maybe you should uh, start a bit smaller. And I'm like, whatever, <laughs> this chick crazy. She don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I, know, I know what I'm doing. I read the books and right. stuff. And she's like, well, you know, uh, just think about Jeff Bezos. Like, he didn't tell his investors that he wanted to ship things to people in an hour. He just started selling books. And, mm. you know, because I know everything, so I still discounted her. And then fast forward. Of course. <laughs> fast forward a few months later, and I was like, oh, I think she was right, actually. I think I right. am doing too much. So let me recalibrate this. And in the process of recalibrating, it just brought up a million other things that I needed to do now that I was focusing in a different direction. Right. And uh, so Sunday comes and I was like, wow, I have A, B, C, D through Z that I would like (laughs) to get done next Mm. week. Or what I can do instead of that is like read a book because I'm feeling really overwhelmed and afraid right now. Right. So I would try to read the book. And then I couldn't do, I couldn't focus on it. So I was like, okay, let me go do this. But it was too scary, so I couldn't do it. Let me try to read the book again. And I was like, ooh, this is a, <laughs> this is a cycle. <laughs> it's like, this is a that frightening is. cycle. What do you do when you're caught in a situation like that? Do you ever realize you're in the overwhelm while you're in it? Oh, or yeah. is it something that comes after for you? See, I feel like anxiety plays a big part in all of this mm-hmm. because that's exactly what overwhelm produces um 
And so the web of anxiety is the worst because I cycle into this whole like, okay, I'm gonna put this work aside for a moment, take a step back, and then my brain's like, why aren't you working on things? Right. Okay, your life is passing you by. Every moment counts. Like, are you ambitious or are you not? And then I'm like, no, 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 okay, back to work. Then I get back on there and then I'm like, okay, but nothing's coming to me, nothing feels organic, nothing feels right, my brain is cluttered. So let me stop again. And, but then again, the guilt. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's, for me, it's this cycle of like guilt for not working more and not having it figured out and then clearly needing a break and to stop. But I feel for most, most creatives I know go through this ticking time clock in their minds of like, okay, well, I need to be, you know, I need to do this and then step two and then be successful by this age. And then, you know, and then that keeps readjusting and we get older and we just keeps readjusting. And then we chill a little bit, but not that much. And we're, we're very much aware of like, okay, you know, every day that goes by and we're not where we want to be, there's, there's this kind of almost failure feeling to it of like, okay, I'm not doing enough. I, I can do more. And I think for me personally, you hear people, and I don't know if these people exist, so please, somebody, if if you know someone like this, you know, just send us an email or a shout out. You hear about these people who do it all, you know, who they like wake up at five in the morning, go for a jog, and they make a juice, and then they, you know, have like a, a meeting about their project, and then they travel to like Istanbul on business, and then they come back and make a full meal for their children, because they have children too somehow through all this. And and I hear about these like, fabled people all the time who who just do so much and fit it all in and that works in my brain as the overwhelm of like okay wait why I I keep on taking more because I feel like I'm supposed to take more because everybody else does or that's what you think but you know I'm starting to think it's not even real (laughs) yeah I think it's a lie it is (laughs) I'm pretty sure that they've lied to us and we think we can do a million things at a time but in fact we can do one thing Right. At a time. Yes, multitasking is a lie. Multitasking is a lie. That's what I'm finding out. So then it becomes like, how do you figure out how to do one thing at a time when you're so used to, well, yes, when you're so stressed (laughs) out, how do you get out of that stressful Uh moment in the first place? I know for me, this, this past experience, I, you know, cycling back between let me read to to relax then get out of it let me go do some work and ping-ponging back and forth I got to a point where I realized what was happening and I said okay I am struggling to move from this spot right now like I can't even get up to walk over to my laptop to get anything (laughs) done because I am overwhelmed and filled with anxiety what can I do right now from where I am in this moment? What is the smallest thing I can do that will move me an inch out of this space of fear that I'm in? And earlier in the day, (laughs) earlier in the day, um, because I I guess I'm a, maybe I'm a little bit psychic, earlier in the day, (laughs) or maybe psychic isn't the word I'll, I'll talk to my. Uh, no, right. i When you hear what I did, I'll talk to my therapist about what it actually is called. Um, I down. I opened up like ten tabs on productivity. Right? <laughs> so that's what I did Sunday morning because you know I was gonna plan to do all these things this week, right? right? So I opened up all these tabs on productivity, and I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna just read one of them. How about that? So even if I'm not doing the thing, I'm reading about when I'm ready to do the thing, how I can do it in a way that is manageable for me, you know? So I was just starting to research. Of course, it happened to be that what it was was about productivity. So, you know, that's, Mm. you know. Psychic. uh, Psychic. Um, (laughs) So that's what I did. And then once I read through those, I wrote about it. And I'm not a journaler. Um, I really... I don't like journaling at all, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, But I decided to write how I was feeling in that moment because I thought, you know, this feeling, I'm sure this is not unique. And while I don't like journaling, I'm going to write this down because maybe someday 
I can turn this into something that will help somebody else. And right. I don't have to do anything with it now. It doesn't have to be a blog post. It doesn't have to be anything. I can just write it to get the feelings out and then I'll just hold it there and hold a safe space for it and we'll see what happens. And after I went through that process, it sort of alleviated some of my stress and got me out of that feeling of overwhelm and I was able to actually, you know, get up and did I accomplish the one million things that I had on my <laughs> task list to do? No, but I did one thing. And yeah. I had to be like, you know, this is actually good. One thing is good, even if I did no things. That's That can also be okay. And I think right. that's where we find ourselves. Like, you get so afraid of not accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. That, that you, you sabotage you in a way. You sabotage yeah. yourself. Oh, that's yeah. exactly what happens. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like something I've learned to do um, over the last couple years is it, uh, like uh, coming from sp more specifically like the writing process um, if I'm re if I'm hitting a wall a lot and I just feel stagnant and I'm just not I'm not nothing that I say or write feels genuine it's just it's not there you know it's not hitting typically I used to just feel so much failure from that of like oh my god why can I I'm, I'm just not as creative or I'm losing my ideas and now I just kind of take it as a sign of like stop just stop working on that and do um live in the moment more and I, I know that sounds like very general but so what I do is just kind of try to involve myself in other things like go out see something new uh take more walks talk to people who are strangers or you know just like eavesdrop on conversation things that have nothing to do even with the angle of what I'm trying to write about not not just immersing myself in that world but if anything the opposite like doing something that has or even something physical sometimes like exercise or just you know uh, something that takes me out of my brain because the brain is like anything else it's like it can get worn down, but we don't give it any kind of credit because when our muscles are sore, we can actually feel our muscles sore. So we say, okay, let me sit down for a little while. Let me take a hot bath. But nobody, you know, there's no exact sign of pain per se that the brain gives you to let you know like, oh, it's too much. There are other signs, but we're just trained to kind of overlook them. You know, there are the stress, the insomnia, uh, anxiety, all of these are signs of our brain being kind of like, stop, <laughs> please, I need a break. Like, just leave me alone for a little bit. Let me be, let me put the screensaver up and just do something else. And I've been trying to listen to that more slowly. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I've been trying to listen to that more and realize that sometimes if you're too much in your head doing something physical, you know, uh, will take you out of that and put you in a different space. Do something with your hands even, just work on something else. So just to bring this into something more tangible, right? So we've been right. working on this Out in Love series for, it's what, July now? So yeah. two months, three months, something like that? Jeez, I thought it was like four years. <laughs> It's definitely felt longer. It's it. I I don't think it's it hasn't felt longer for me. But I it's, it's been, been since a, April. It's been a, a an interesting process as we go through this, and there are a lot of things to do, and we have some deadlines that we've set mm -hmm. for ourselves. Spe specifically, we're trying to get the pilot um, shot by you know before Thanksgiving. Um, so <laughs> that we can submit it to premiere at Clexicon next year. Um, what? So, you know, we have some, some goals and some deadlines that we've set for ourselves, but over the past two, maybe three weeks, we've each had to take a step back um, just so that we could refocus our energy Absolutely. and our attention. Because, for instance, I know a few weeks ago, right, we got some feedback on a scene that you shot, right. right? It was one of the scenes um, from the pilot 
and it was submitted to this festival called what is it women making a scene it's uh women making a scene yeah it's women a great festival a too you want to tell everybody what that festival uh, is about yes yeah. so i found out about it actually the day of the deadline which was <laughs> really under the gun but it's um it's a competition slash film festival where um they challenge female filmmakers um you could have men on your crew but it has to be female-led projects uh directors someone in the lead has to be a female most of the groups that submit are all female it's amazing um and you have to make a scene that's from a feature length ideally a feature length project uh, the scene that you shoot from your project has to be uh, no longer than five minutes. And you have to shoot the scene along with a pitch video about uh, explaining what your project is. Now, Out in Love is not a feature film, but we can look at it like a feature film. And the whole point of the competition is that the winner gets about, jeez, uh, I think it was 35 yeah like 35 grand to shoot their project to ideally shoot a feature film and I was not going to turn down the possibility of 35 grand and be like no but it's a web series no I'll make it a feature I'll make it a song and dance number I'll make it whatever it needs to be Um, and so I submitted for this competition because I also what I love is that every project that submits gets feedback written feedback from the jury which uh, was a panel of industry professionals. Um, And so I didn't have a lot of time to shoot this scene. Again, late entry to the competition, wanted to make the most of it, didn't have much of a budget, and that's code for didn't have any budget. Um, Kind of put together a team of about five ragtag band of friends who could take on any role they could. Um, Found an amazing actor just by the grace of God, who uh, really got the entire pitch and scene and the show's concept and was is really into it and hopefully will continue to be our lead. Um, and we filmed the scene and then we got feedback, which was good feedback, don't get me wrong, but some of it was definitely um, making us have to rethink some of the way that the our pilot was going to be written. So what we learned in that process, right, was that we knew the story. And right. while we had been working on this that scene in particular for a while, because we had the idea to shoot it as it's as a standalone, just so that we had something to show, right? right. So we'd been working on that scene for a while. And because we knew the story so well, we there were things that were missing that didn't translate to someone who was seeing the story for the first time and i feel Very like true. that was the that was the gist of the feedback that we received and so after we got that feedback how did you feel when you got that feedback i mean i felt a lot <laughs> so i love um feedback specifically how do i say that negative feedback not negative but I, I like the criticism in other words because then it lets me know constructive where to look. criticism right yeah yeah not just like I hate it there's too many women or something I don't know I've had a lot of criticism um I like when I can know what to fix because that's where my brain goes you know it Give me something to fix and make it better. Because we want this to be the best possible, most genuine thing possible so that it can relate to many people and be a great project. So when I've got, but at the same time, that being said, I'm still a human being and there's that moment of like, okay, here's what I need to do, but how do I do it? Right. And so just for some backstory, so I live in Seattle and Christina lives in LA. So we're collaborating on this project, (laughs) but we don't live in the same city. So a lot of our communication happens uh, via text, Mm -hmm. via email, um, and via Skype during our weekly production meetings. But when we received this feedback, even though it was via text initially, how we were communicating during that time, I could like 
feel the overwhelm <laughs> descending upon Christina. Yeah. Right. I could I yeah. could sense it from Seattle, you know, because I'd be like, well, okay, how what do you want to do with this? You know, because I'm not writing it, right? So right. I'm just here to to give feedback and help in this process any way I can. And so I'm looking to her like, okay, how do we navigate how do we navigate this feedback? Because it's her life. It, this is her story. So that adds another layer of um, like introspection to mm-hmm. whatever criticism is given. And overwhelm. And <laughs> overwhelm, right? So the overwhelm definitely happened. And what ended up, what ended up taking place was Christina said, I just, I need some time. Right. I feel like mm. I've been going full speed ahead for months and I feel, you know, this is just how my this is how my creativity works. This is how my body works. I feel like I'm turning on the downswing right now. Yeah. And I just need to step away. I need I just need to step away from this project. And so we stopped. We stopped for two or three weeks and you know, we did our we did our own things and worked on ourselves and she hit the gym. Right, like you were saying, <laughs> yep. just something that you do in order to Physical. battle the the overwhelm. And right, um, she hit the gym and she, you know, enacted her self care routine. Um, and it's only been, I'd say, what in the last week, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe less, maybe less, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe less since we were we're just now getting yeah. back into the swing of of giving this project our full attention. But yeah. The point here is sometimes you just have to walk away and it's okay to walk away, yeah. right? You, you don't do. have to It doesn't mean you're abandoning it. Right. It just means you're letting it breathe. Letting it breathe. You're letting yourself breathe. Right, yeah. Right, you're letting yourself breathe because especially when you're an artist, you cannot create when you're feeling stifled, um, spiritually stifled or you know, you're physically exhausted or any any of the above. You, you cannot create at your best when you're feeling that way so it's better for you to to walk away um but in order to walk away like christina was saying before you have to be able to recognize the signs when they show up for you yeah and everybody's signs everyone's signs are different you know like some people they get hyperactive me i can't do anything (laughs) Right? right. That's when I know something is off. When I just, I'm like, wow. I guess I'll just sit on the bed, like all day. And I, that happens to me though. I'll just kind of like shut down. Yeah. As a human, and I'll be like, I'm gonna do this, and then nothing happens. Right. Four hours later, sleeping right. at the teenage witch is still on. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, did I binge an entire <laughs> series of a show Why? I don't yeah. even like? like? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is Here that we go what, again? Is that Nothing's what I did on. this weekend? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, so you have to sort of figure out what your own signs are for when you're feeling overwhelmed and when the anxiety is hitting you and also right. figure out you know what your self-care triggers are going to be right yeah so I don't know like do you have a full do you have like a written out self-care routine or is it something that you just kind of go with it in the moment I basically like everything in my life it's haphazard and I just go with it um you know I I try to feel it out because I think listening to yourself is step one. Uh, listening to what you need, right? Not what you're supposed to need or do, but just listening to what you actually need. Like sometimes I just need to be like, I'm gonna go out and you know, go to a bar with my friends and just listen to their problems. Because sometimes too, talking to other people gives you such perspective. You know, you'll, you'll listen to their, you know, crazy lives and it'll often even give you ideas. (laughs) I have many times spoken to someone and been like, oh, that's, that could be the character's motivation. (laughs) I understand so much. Also, uh, I feel, I've made this, (laughs) this weird habit, I just have to throw this out there, of while I'm at a coffee shop trying to write or, you know, gather my life, um, I'll eavesdrop a lot on conversations with groups of people. And it's almost like free therapy mixed with uh, a kind of 
free form uh, session for ideas because I'll just hear people with similar problems that I thought were just my problems, you know, because we love to isolate ourselves. And they'll just be like, and why do I do this and that? And I just like listen really carefully like, yes, why does she do that? Tell me, Jan. <laughs> and then, you know, you just hear the friend like, well, it's because you never take time for yourself. And then I'm just like, oh my God, you're right. Jesus, Molly had it all along. <laughs> she had the right answer. No, but it helps to kind of just be a fly on the wall sometimes and just listen to your environment and listen to other people and just kind of, and that's what I meant before too when I mentioned of being in the moment rather than forcing yourself to be in your head. Because as a creator or an entrepreneur or anyone who's trying to plan something, you're in your head a lot and you're just thinking of task after task. But if you just turn that off for a second and you just sit where you are and listen to your environment around you, you'll pick up on things and you'll just kind of be able to naturally relax for a moment. Yeah, I mean, I listen to people because I'm nosy and I just, like I love to, it. I just like to mind people's business when I'm out and yeah, about. Yeah. I mean, um, shout out to my grandma, who's the nosiest person that I've ever met in my life. Um, shout out. <laughs> so I get it from her. I feel like I get it honestly. Um, but definitely just being where you are is great advice. I also like to, I love to hop in the shower. That's one of yes. my favorite things to do when I'm oh, feeling overwhelmed shower. is just to take a really hot shower and just be in there for way too long. And so hot though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, too. like I like it's scalding. scalding. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Scalding hot. Scalding like dangerous hot. levels of heat. <laughs> yes. You know what, um, Sidebar, I'm sure over the course of this podcast, you will hear Christina and I be like, oh my God, me too. Like, that's, we're, we're like the same person, essentially. Yeah, it's great. It's like, it's great. we keep fighting out. We've only known each other for a few months, but the more yeah. we know each other, the more we realize, oh, like, we're the same, basically. Right. Um, yeah, so taking a hot shower. So good. Going for a walk is one of yes. my favorite um, things same. to do. Or going for a drive. I do my Ugh. best thinking. I miss um, driving. When I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. no no driving. Yeah, I don't LA. have a car because I'm, you know, this is who I am. You'll find out more <laughs> about me over time. But I do love to drive because it's so great. You can, like, just put on your music or not, or just whatever and just watch the road and yeah. scenery. Yeah, and you feel in control of something for once. Right. Because <laughs> you're controlling right. the car. <laughs> You know, your, your muscle memory has taken over and you don't have to yeah. think too much, which sounds horrible because your no, brain I mean, should you be know. engaged when you're driving. But yeah. you know, you've done it so much, you don't have to think that much yeah. while you're doing it. So it allows your brain so to good. just, you know, go on its way and like free up some some memory space in your head. Yeah. Um, I get my best story ideas when I'm either driving or or in the shower. I yes, think. in the shower. Yeah. I get all my song ideas in the shower. Yes. I usually sing in the shower and then like I have to like scurry for my phone and record it. Yeah. Um, but it, the shower's the best. I also love that no one, I mean, I guess someone can bother you, but in my brain, the shower's the one place no one can reach you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're isolated and it's a time to yourself and everyone's aware and no matter what, no matter where you are, if you're in a shower, people know you're in the shower. No one's gonna bother you in there. Right. It's like, it's hey, amazing. where's the whatever random right. question? That yeah, no, nope. people no, don't you're really in the shower. while you're in the shower. Right. Yeah. That's where I figure out my, um, my story problems. Yeah. Um, are in the shower for the most part or I'll try to force myself to take a nap right. and it'll be right in that that space where you're relaxing and you're just setting your mind a task yeah. like hey <laughs> by the way if you could figure this out well you know before I go to sleep that would be great and sometimes you know sometimes the brain pulls through and it does yeah. but usually in the shower is where I have my best my best thinking oh yeah I recently edited the script that I'm my draft three, I edited it in my brain while showering. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, for some reason, in front of the computer, I couldn't think of this one line. And then I was like talking it out in my head, like kind of picturing the scene while I was showering. And then I said a joke and then I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. And I went and wrote it later. But sometimes you need to, because that's the thing too, especially if you work on a computer, 
that shit's like designed to give you a headache and to make you your brain overwhelm. It's a bright light that we're staring at and tiny little text and it's all like not natural. That's why the taking a walk or drive or shower, it's like you don't, you're not, you, your brain can imagine things but you're not actually straining your eyeballs mm-hmm. in this mess of tech stuff. And also, you know, being on the computer, I mean, at least on my computer, I still get my texts, my email notifications, they pop up. It's, it's so hard for my ADD. I'm like writing something and it's like, I, I still see it all. It's not a full escape from the world. So I feel like it adds to the overwhelm because you're still fighting between your actual daily routine life and, you know, your creative. I mean, they make apps that will help you focus on the one thing you're trying to work on on your computer. I have yet to uh, seek one of those apps out. Uh, what do the apps do? <laughs> yell at you? They, I, I just imagine like a nagging mother. <laughs> stop it. You stop that. Turn it off. I love I'm counting. I, <laughs> I love when I turn my notifications off um, on my phone and I'll turn, oh, love you it. know, like, oh, yeah, do not disturb forgetting that I also receive text messages on my laptop and then they pop right up there and I'm like I know I thought I thought that it stopped it I I came to that conclusion too because I thought that if I do not disturbed on my phone it wouldn't come up on nope 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 it comes through it sure does you have to actually turn the text (sighs) notifications off too much work you know (laughs) we want less work (laughs) technology it's it's everywhere and that also I feel um, a lot of times, technology itself really contributes to the overwhelm. Exactly. Thank you. Contri- yeah. Definitely contributes to the overwhelm. And I'm just like, I would like to throw my phone Ugh. away. I could never, obviously. Yeah. Right. But sometimes, in. <laughs> I would just. I'm just like, God. I just want to turn. I just want to turn this thing off. And sometimes I do. Yeah. Like yeah. I might go oh, an entire weekend. Um, with my phone, if not off, I will turn every notification off. Yeah. And put that thing on do not disturb and oh, just yeah. Sometimes, disconnect from it. Right. I'll just I just I'm more passive aggressive than that. I will just leave my phone somewhere and not go back for it in the room. Like I'll I mean, leave it under works. a pillow or something. Yeah. Yeah, because I still wanna know that I'm getting everything. <laughs> but I just wanna see it when I'm ready to see it. Right. And I don't want to make the active choice to turn any notifications off. It's very, very lazy. I'll just kind of throw my phone somewhere and forget that I ever had it. But honestly, it's the best feeling. Cause some there are times that I get home from work and I've had angry friends <laughs> where people be like, Why aren't you answering? And I don't care. I'm sorry. I love everyone, but I sometimes you need to turn off. You need to especially yeah. if you've had a long day, you need to be able to just get home and not worry about communicating or what someone else needs, what someone else wants, just kind of, all right, I'm just gonna, again, shower. (laughs) The key to this episode is everyone needs to be taking hot showers for a long time. Hopefully your water bill is included in your rent. Mine is not. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I've been been in that life before. Yeah, it's a slippery it's, slope. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, you gonna do you get you, you do gotta what you pay gotta for do. what you love, right? Yeah, do what you gotta do. You know, that's right. Like on Sunday, <laughs> I took I think like four showers. Oh, I was, love it. I was so stressed. I was like, oh, I'll just go I take love those a, stress showers. Take a shower, and then a few hours. Oh no, take another shower. <laughs> but you know, it works. Shower meditation. Right. Meditation is also great. You know, I had a super stressful day today and I had to do some meditation before we started this podcast. So I didn't bring my negative energy right. um, into this and you podcast. Said, do you use apps? Didn't you mention, do you use an app? I do. To... I use this app called Insight Timer. I absolutely right. love it. I mean, I don't meditate all the time. I would like to um have a meditation routine but maybe we can talk about how difficult routines are in another episode (laughs) yeah discipline (laughs) question mark that's the name of the episode (laughs) episode 27 (laughs) discipline question mark um you know like uh, my mom says it's because i'm a free spirit right so I love it. We can go with Shout that. Shout out to moms right? making us feel Discipline, better. <laughs> or you're just a free spirit, one or the other. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Insight Timer. I absolutely love it. I've told many people about it. When I do use it, I find <coughs> it very helpful. It'll track like, oh, you've meditated today and, you know, five days in a row or whatever. You can pick your songs. They also have... Um, guided meditations on there so if you find someone who you really like and you think like you enjoy their voice or you like what they're saying during their guided meditations uh you can you know you have that you can set them up as one of your teachers so you don't always have to search for them you can just go right there and uh, you can set your time for how long you want your meditation to be i highly recommend it it's 100 percent free um you can download it I know I have an Android. Damn, they need I'm a sure sponsor you can download us. it on, a, <laughs> on iOS also. Yes, they should sponsor us, right? Here it's, we go. This great. is how we're going to pay for the show. <laughs> Insight Timer. Hell uh, yes. Highly recommend it. Um, I'll definitely leave um, like a link to it in the show notes or for anybody who's interested. So do you meditate at all? I don't. I'm going to be honest about it. I. It's not like I... I can see myself doing it. Um, someday I did I used to when I was younger and had less worries um, but I find myself having a hard time sitting and <laughs> getting myself to sit first of all and then quiet my mind enough to be like I'm gonna listen to something I feel I I, I have my own issues I like to be too much in control of the way I self-care and don't want to be told how to do it <laughs> by an app or anyone and we'll discuss all of my traumas later <laughs> in episode, episode 28 right controlling behavior yeah it's great see but we're growing with you guys that's right that's right we were talking about before we started to record um perfectionism Oof. that's a now chapter. that's that will probably be a series of episodes about mm-hmm. how perfectionism interacts with your creative spirit right um, spoiler alert, failure not well it does um, not that's a free tip from my therapist that we discussed <laughs> at length last week <laughs> yeah we should we should have her like dial in if <laughs> she starts talking to us guys all of this is unhealthy <laughs> It's just like, please shut down the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, so I told my therapist, I'm like, listen, also, uh, if you're not in therapy, I don't care who you are, you probably should be. Therapy is awesome. Right. Um, True. Also expensive She's if you don't have me. health insurance. So that's, you know, something to right. take into account, of course. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'm totally going to talk about you on my podcast. She was like, yeah, you're just going to say, that bitch doesn't know what she's talking about. That's the kind of therapist that I have. So, you know, Love you got to find, find somebody that, yes, you know, I works want with one you. like that. <laughs> she's awesome. For so. sure. I don't know. What else can we talk about as far as overwhelm? Have we missed anything? Is there... Um, just be patient. I think that we're... Um, I'm a very impatient person. I know Alicia is quite impatient. But being patient with yourself, I mean, it's something you owe yourself. um, Because I think we expect so much often. Um, We want to be these resilient people that bounce back right away. And even when we think we're taking self-care, we do this thing of like, okay, I'm going to give myself this day that I have off. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one damn day. (laughs) What do you think? Eight hours, all of a sudden, you're fixed. There's this idea like the weekend comes and oh yeah I'm just gonna take a day and then snap right back at it right just keep going get back to your bullshit that's what you end up doing right and the the problem with that is that sometimes you do most of the times need more than a day you need several days you need time and it's not again it's not a weakness it's just you need a reboot and Mm -hmm. you need to be patient with that and you'll know when you're ready because for me I know that I'm ready when the ideas start coming in really clearly again, where Mm -hmm. suddenly like, not with like a weight to them, not like stress ideas where you're like, okay, I gotta get this done, I have a deadline. Uh, He's gonna ride a camel, that's gonna be the new thing in this plot line. No, it's more of like this feeling where you're just doing nothing and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, you have this random breakthrough about a character and it could be tiny but you're happy about it and you're looking forward to it and it excites you, not fills you with anxiety and dread. Right. (laughs) And I think when you feel that, when there's actual joy back in it, because guess what? This whole creative, passionate art lifestyle should bring joy. When you feel the joy, that's how you know you're ready 
to get back in it. If you're still not feeling any joy, then you're, you're still burnt out. You need keep rebooting. I mean, and you'll that's get an there. excellent point. That that's a really excellent point because I find when I'm writing, when I'm struggling to write, like just the absence of ideas is the biggest key for yeah. like, hey, you need to step back because I mean, when I'm on my when I'm on my game, like I don't right. like whatever right, cliche term that is. Yeah. When I'm on my A game, you know, I I have more ideas than I know what to do. Oh yeah, with, you do. Right. Yeah. So when the ideas, when the fountain is is shut yeah, the off, well the has run dry. The well yeah. has run dry. I know something is is wrong. But right. sometimes it takes me a moment to like catch up. Right, with myself, that. right? Yeah, like, and that's oh, understandable. Is that, that's what's happening, okay? Right. So it's also, you know, just to say this again, you really have to get in tune with yourself to understand right. what's happening when it's happening. Yeah. And don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Exactly. Don't ignore it. I, It'll I, just I, make things worse. <laughs> that's you know. Listen, it's like it's like a problem with your teeth. Right. right, it's one of the few, one of the things that ignoring it will not help you at all. Right, I feel like just we just touched upon millions of people right this moment. <laughs> We're all like that pain I have. <laughs> Damn it, I haven't been to the dentist in years. Right, it's not going to go away. It I know, is it's not, not going to go just away. Just get worse. Right, and then you'll just have dentures or something. And so much more money. Yep. Right. Exactly. Spent. So save yourself the pain. <laughs> save yourself the spiritual pain. Right. Yes. Figure out what your own triggers are I guess yeah. or your symptoms rather um, yeah. for when you're feeling and, right and just and also just trust that process trust right. that you're gonna get it back right there's this fear of like oh I'm not gonna be inspired anymore or maybe the idea is bad because I'm out of idea no just trust in what you're doing right. because we don't have faith in ourselves often enough to just trust that I know I've been there where I'm like oh well that's it that was as brilliant as they get all right time to start picking up trash on the side of the road I mean I get into this like zone where I just feel like if there's too many days that pass it's over right and it's very and it's it's kind of insanity because we don't treat most things this way we don't give up that easily on almost anything but with the creative process it's so hard because it's such a vulnerable thing and art um one thing that I do love is that a long time ago I was um and this is a very derivative thought and it comes from someone else's TED talk uh so you know this is not an original idea guys um but it's the the thought that inspiration of not looking at inspiration as this thing that you have inside of you but looking at it more as something that is like an outside force that comes and goes and taking the impetus away from yourself. Because I feel like with creativity and things, we put so much pressure of like, yeah, when that well runs dry, like that's it. I'm tapped. There's something wrong with us, yeah, no. But it comes from other things. It's this whole universe, the way it works is life is feeding us and we're feeding it back. It's a whole flow. And when the flow is running out, it just means you need to do other things for you be in the world and get the flow back. You're just too isolated. You're too mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Get into the flow and the flow will return. And specifically, if you're a writer, I think it's also important to just write the garbage. Oh yeah, right? get like, it out. Get it out. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you're just not... Sometimes you're just not feeling it. Sometimes yeah. you know, or you don't know where you're you going with something until you see the bad, and you're like, not that way. I mean, <laughs> you know? and I know for me especially, that was a hard hard lesson um, oh, yeah, to learn. It's one that I'm still it's one that I'm still learning. It's I'm still yeah. struggling with that because I'm the type of person that likes to edit while I write. Mm, which no. is not <laughs> that's the worst thing to do. <laughs> it is not uh advisable, you know, no. but like I said, um perfectionism episode twenty nine yeah. we'll be talking about that. <laughs> we'll, um, tackle we'll tackle issues. <laughs> inner issues <laughs> right so you know but I've I've been teaching myself as I go it's okay to it doesn't have to be great the first oh, yeah. time I write it's it okay down. to suck it's, it's it really okay is okay to suck 
that will probably be the title of this episode. <laughs> it's okay yeah. to suck, you know? And then a million people will Google the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They'll get some websites and be like, oh, Jesus, this podcast is just graphic. No, yeah. But, but it is okay. When you're dealing with overwhelm, specifically, allowing yourself to be bad can also yeah. relieve a lot of that pressure. You know, oh, yeah. Where you don't, it doesn't have to be a blockbuster right this second as you write it down, you know? Right. Or oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be a blockbuster ever, you know? Like, Never. it's the process, right, of why you're doing it. Most blockbusters it. flop anyway, this, eventually. Or, or most blockbusters aren't great, like, yeah. <laughs> structurally. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know, yeah. Most blockbusters aren't actually quality right. films, um, yeah. not in this day and age, right? But just give yourself the space um, and the kindness to just be mediocre or be bad or to suck as it were. You know, we get to be all those things and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I can say one thing, just treat it like a game of pool. (laughs) Almost no one is good at pool and you play it and you have fun with your friends? No, it's true. A lot of people are good, a lot of people are bad, a lot of people wanna be good, but most people don't know how to play the game. But you go out with a bunch of people and you go to a bar and you play pool and you just enjoy it and you laugh at yourself when you're bad and when you make a good shot, you feel good. And just don't take everything so seriously. That that first moment when you write a bunch of stuff and you hate what it sounds like, laugh it off. Like You Mm -hmm. can laugh at yourself. You can make fun of the fact of like, oh, that line was so cheesy or uh, I don't like this uh, character or, you know, and, and you can re-edit from there, yeah. but you got to let yourself be playful rather than so serious. Yeah. Write the cheese. Like, yes. Write the cheese. Sometimes. Yeah. Why not? Sometimes all you have is like, she opened the door and was sad. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Write like, that. That's it. That's it. Write that. That is the basics yeah. of what I need to happen right yeah. here. I will come right. back later. And, and you can go yeah. it out. Put a pin in it. Right. Yeah. But for right now, she is sad. She is sad. <laughs> she My is sad. sad. Moving on. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what you have to do. You know, like I say, give yourself some give yourself some room. Give yourself some right. room to be creative and release the pressure on yourself. For so sure. I don't know why I was so exasperated when you're like people are not good at pool. Like, if I'm good at pool, I'm terrible at pool. (laughs) I know, I know. Because that is the reaction of pool. Because pool either inspires really, like, people to be really overconfident for no reason, where people are like, oh, no, I'm great. Yeah. And then be horrible. It's always the ones. Every friend I know that's like, no, I'm really good. I used to play middle school or something ridiculous. Or, like, I went to billiards camp or, you know, something that doesn't exist. They're always horrible. And then the people who are just goofing off, you know, will sometimes make a fluke amazing shot. I'm always bad unless I've drank in lots and lots of liquor. And then I'll just be really, I'll have these zen moments where I'm like, oh yeah, I know what pocket that's going into and suddenly it works and I can never tap into it again. Right. It's just No, definitely the gone. more I drink, the better I am at pool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they That's go, not they always the case for writing, guys. I want you to know that. Right. Yes. Not always the case. But if it gets you to the first draft, hey, I, I mean, mean I know that's like, a, that's like a stereotype, right? The writer who's like, has like, I don't know, a tumbler of bourbon or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Like drinking <laughs> it and all these words are pouring out of you and right. you're the next. Are we thinking Hemingway? <laughs> yes, that's exactly. That's exactly <laughs> so, so, so what I was all I'm thinking. thinking. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway, just drinking his daiquiri and just, yeah, right. no. We, you don't have that's to do not that. us. You know, drink some water. <laughs> Water yeah. is good. Have some tea. It hydrates. <laughs> yeah. Switch out the uh, switch out the bourbon for some chamomile, or if you want to get spicy, oh, yeah. maybe some Earl Grey or something like that. Oh, so, I feel like we're straying. I feel like we. <laughs> yes. I feel like we're we getting away. We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that's all we have to say as far as overwhelm this week. We'd love to hear what what you guys think. Um, reach oh, out yeah. to us on on Twitter or Instagram um, at the Queer Bean Pod. Everywhere you want to find us, um, reach out and tell us 
do you experience overwhelm? Um, yeah, and how you handle it or yeah. not handle it. That's fine too. <laughs> right, this is a safe space, you know? Yeah. Let's chat about it. Maybe we can figure it all out together, right? Like we don't, we're still figuring it out ourselves, you know? Like I said, I was exactly. just going through it on Sunday and right. <laughs> today, you know? Yeah. So it's an ongoing process. Um, so I know we're gonna end every episode with giving out a queer, a queer bean, bean, you know? Whoa, so, whoa, whoa. <laughs> before the episode, I was like, Christina, do you have your queer bean? She's like, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I, do don't, not. I don't. I don't have one, <laughs> but I have one. I have one for the both of us. Um, All right, Alicia, what is it? So I've been reading this book. <laughs> it's called uh, Flinging It. The author's name is G. Benson. I will drop a link oh. in the show notes. I've really been enjoying it. Um, two queer women of color as the leads, which I think is really difficult uh, to come by. Um, Yeah. One is, um, so the the book takes place in Australia and it's about these women who stumble into a relationship, even though one of them is married to a horrible, horrible guy. So if you have issues with cheating, then if you don't like to read about that, then this is definitely not the book for you. But I feel like it's handled in a really um, respectful, a respectful way. Like nothing is taken for granted. Nothing is nonchalant about their relationship. Uh, But one of the characters is Indian and the other character is Thai. So I I don't, I've never read Um, yeah. a book, especially a queer book. And with, in Australia. Right? In so Australia with, with two queer women of color, one Love is it. Indian and one is Thai. I mean, you know, get your hands on this book. This author usually has queer women of color um, protagonists in her book, so I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, so that's Flinging It by G. Benson. That's getting my nice. queer bean today. It's bringing me a lot of happiness Yay. as I read it. So maybe next week christina will have have one yeah oh i definitely hope so (laughs) (laughs) but uh thank you guys for listening um christina where can where can the people find you you can find me at christina pupo christina with a k um on twitter insta anywhere really i'm a traditionalist like that And you can find me at Elishia the Great. That's E-L-I-S-H-I-A, Elishia the Great. That's where you're going to find me, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the places. That's also my website and where this podcast lives in addition to all the other apps and wherever else you like to listen to podcasts, you're going to find us there too. So if you like The Queer Bean, please subscribe or leave a review. Yes, please. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. See ya.